Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for August 25th, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus, all the parables. Well, we've only covered two so far. Well, we covered one, we're in the middle of a second one. The first one we covered was the parable of the sower, and it took me months to teach that one. And right now I'm teaching on the parable of the talents. And so as we're learning these parables, we're learning things about God. Yesterday, I took a different approach. I said, okay, hey guys, this is like a new members orientation class. You guys are new to the kingdom, and let me teach you some principles about the kingdom. I'm gonna take somewhat of the same approach today as it relates to this parable. The title of today's message is, Pearls from the Parables, part 44. We're 44 messages in already in this series. And the message or the title is Developing the Mentality of a Steward. I got to develop, you got to develop in the kingdom of God, the mentality of a steward. We're going to learn that as a steward, we don't own anything. God owns everything. Even our life belongs to him. Let's develop the mentality of a steward. Get ready to receive. All right, y'all ready for the word? Put in the chat, I developed the mentality of a steward. I, I want to learn how to think like God thinks. I want to live life uh, from God's point of view. I, I want to be able to look at my life and look at circumstances and situations and everything that I'm facing the way that God would want me to do it. And one of the ways that God wants me to do it is he wants me to realize that I am merely a steward of all of this. I am stewarding the life that God gave me. Put that in the chat. I am stewarding the life that God gave me. Before we get into the parable, there's a scripture we've been looking at, Psalms 126 and verse 4. The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Lord, do it again for me. May, may streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. What we want is for in this season of refreshing and restoring and renewing for us, I don't want any area. Put in the chat, no I want no dry areas in my life. If there's in any area of my life that went dry in this season, God is going to refresh us and restore it again. So, so Matthew chapter 25, beginning at verse 13, all the way down to verse 30. This is a, a parable that Jesus taught that we've been looking at. Let's look at it again. Beginning at verse 14, this is Jesus speaking. He says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a wealthy man that went on a journey. And before he left, he summoned his trusted servants and assigned financial management over to them. Before he left on his journey, he entrusted a bag of 5,000 gold coins or five talents of gold to one servant, to another 2,000 gold coins or two talents of gold, and to another 1,000 gold coins or one talent of gold. And so to the one that he gave five talents of gold, this man went out and did something with the money. He doubled the money. In the same way, the one who got two talents of gold doubled the money. But the one who got one talent of gold just buried the money. He didn't want to do anything with it. After much time had passed, the master came back and he wanted to settle accounts, right? They were going to be held accountable for whatever they did with the resources they were given. And likewise, you and I will be held accountable someday for what did you do with the one life that I gave you, son, uh, gave you, daughter. So the one that was entrusted with five talents of gold came back and said, hey, master, I doubled your money. And uh, the, the master said, well, good, you've done well. You've proven yourself to be loyal and trustworthy. As a matter of fact, you were faithful over little. And we learned how, how much this was. This was millions of dollars. But okay, you were faithful over little. 
And because of that, I'm going to give you charge over much. Enter now into the joy of the Lord. The one that received two talents of gold, double the money too. He said, hey, I double the money too. He said, oh man, you've been faithful over little. You were loyal. You were trustworthy. Guess what? This is little in comparison to what I'm about to do in your life. Come on, I'm going to take you to a whole nother level into now, into the joy of the Lord. And then the one that, that had one talent of gold, what happened with him? Well, when the master came back, he said, well, I'm going to tell you, I'm just, you know, you gave me this talent of gold. He said, I know that, you know, you're a shrewd businessman. I know that you get rich off of the backs of other people. And so I didn't want to do nothing. I buried your money. I didn't lose it, but I buried it. And the master said, what? You did nothing with it? He said, man, you are an untrustworthy and lazy servant. You knew that I was a businessman. So at least you could have put the money in the bank and got some interest, but you didn't even do that. And because of that, you were unfaithful. And so now the, the one talent or thousand gold coins that you have, man, I'm going to take it away from you. Give it to the one that has 10. Because in the kingdom, the way, the way it works is when you prove yourself uh, uh, faithful over one level, God will continue to increase you more and more. So I'm going to take the one from you and give it to the one that has 10. I know that in the world, people don't think like that. Oh, no. You know, why would God do that? Give it to somebody that doesn't have anything. <laughs> That's not the way the, the kingdom works. And so, so the more you prove to God that you're faithful, the more he releases to you. So anyway, to the one that has one, he says, listen, you know what? Um, you didn't do what you were supposed to do with the resources that I gave you. He says to the other people, throw out this good for nothing servant. I want him away from me. Throw him into the outer darkness where there would be great misery and anguish. So what does this mean for you today? I'm just laying the foundation. What does this mean for you today? So I told you yesterday that I took this approach of like a new members orientation class. And so I'm going to take somewhat of the same approach today. I hope that you enjoyed yesterday's message. And if you missed yesterday's message, go to youtube.com forward slash Rick Pena and check that out. All right. You ready? All right. I have several things to share with you on this Friday morning. We're going to close out the week strong, head into the weekend strong. Here's number one. You ready? God, the king owns everything. All right. So good morning, class. I want you guys to know a few things. Now, when you came to God, you came to the kingdom, you had a mentality and the mentality that was developed in the world. But now that you're in the kingdom, you need a new mentality. And in the kingdom, I want you to know that God owns everything. Let me give you some scriptures from the manual, the Bible, that teach you that God owns everything. In Psalms chapter 50, the 50th Psalm, I'm going to read for you verses 10 through 12. The Bible says, for the animals of the forest are mine, and I own the cattle on a thousand hills. I know every bird on the mountains and all of the animals in the field, they're, all, they're mine. If I were hungry, God says, I wouldn't tell you, for the world is mine and everything in it, it all belongs to me. That's what God said. Haggai uh, chapter two and verse eight, the Bible says, this is the Lord speaking, the silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord almighty. Psalms 24 and verse one uh, the Bible says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. So everything, put in the chat, everything belongs to God. All of the resources on this planet came from God and belong to God, right? So, so when you guys come, like when you came to the kingdom, you had a different mentality. You was like, oh, I have this stuff. This is all the stuff that I have. You got to understand that everything belongs to God and he's just letting you steward the resources that you have oversight of. That's a different mentality. Put in the chat, I'm developing a, a steward mentality, all right? James 1 and 17 says, every good and perfect gift is from above, 
coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights who does not change. So everything that I have came from God. Put that in the chat. Everything that I have came from God. Put in the chat, I'm not a self-made man. I'm not a self-made woman. I'm not. Now, when you came to God, maybe you thought that you were. When you came, hey guys, you're new here. But when you came, maybe yesterday before you got born again, you thought that you were a self-made man. Maybe yesterday before you got born again, you thought you were doing all of this stuff on your own. No, no. Every good and perfect gift came from God. Even before you acknowledged that God was God, everything that you have still came from him. Everything belongs to him. You got to develop this mindset. Psalms 100 and verse 3, the Bible says, know ye that the Lord, he is God, and it is he who made us and not we ourselves. Oh no, you didn't make yourself. <clears throat> You're not a self-made man. God made you. And so, so God made you. God sent you to this planet at just the right time. Even your ability or your desire to be generous came from God. Deuteronomy chapter eight and verse 18 says, hey, you better remember the Lord your God. It is he who gives you the power to produce wealth. He gives you the power. So everything that you have, he gave you that power. Oh, well, Brother Pena, I just got born again yesterday. Before that, wasn't I living on my own? Yeah, you were living for yourself, but you weren't living by yourself. Come on now. Uh, you put that in the chat. I was living for myself, but I wasn't living by myself. No, no, no. God was still there. God gave you everything. God, everything belongs to God. God was still setting up stuff for you. Listen, I got born again when I was 23. And when I got when I got born again, the Lord, the Holy Spirit sat me down one day and showed me all the things that God had done protecting me all my life to get me to that point where I accepted Jesus as Lord. No, no, no. You were living for yourself, but you were not living by yourself. Everything that you have came from God. The stewards in the parable of the talents, they had to know that all of this stuff belongs to the master. It doesn't belong to me. All we are doing is just managing what God has placed in our hands. Say amen to that. You got it? All right. Number two, God, the king, gives us things that align with what he already planned for us. Okay, listen, class, uh, I need to teach you something. Yesterday, I told you that the master, the king, can define you because he designed you. I, I told you that he knows things about you that you don't even know about you, that he knows you better than you know yourself, that he made plans for you from the foundations of the world. So guess what? Now that you're born again, and now that you're in the kingdom, look at me, class. Now that you're in the kingdom, I need you to know your life can't be about you. Your life is supposed to be about the plans that he made for you from the foundations of the world. And so if you start living the life that he planned for you to have, you will lack nothing. Put in the chat, I lack nothing. Now, let me be clear about something, class. Now that you're born again, if you say, I still want to go do what I wanted to do and live my life on my own terms, you're going to need things that God didn't store up for you. God stored up for you everything that you need to accomplish what he sent you to this planet to accomplish. But if you start living your life on your own terms, doing your own thing, talking about, you know, I'm, you're big, bad, and bold, and you want to do life on your own, fine. You're going to need stuff. You're going to do stuff that he didn't store up for you. So you're going to be outside of his grace. You're not going to be living the grace life. You're going to be living life on your own terms with human power, human ability, human strength. And if you try to do it that way, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard because humans are limited. Now, don't do it that way. Just submit unto him and discover what he already gave you from the foundations of the world. Our manual, the Bible says this in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3, according as God has already given unto us all things that pertain unto life 
all things that pertain unto godliness, God already gave it to us, and we discover it through the knowledge of him. So the more that we walk with him, the more he will show us what he already gave us from the foundations of the world. Our Bible, the manual in Ephesians 1 and verse 3 teaches us that God has already given us all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We just got to find out what he already gave us. Our Bible, the manual teaches us in Ephesians 1 verse 11 that God predestined us according to his own plan. And so guess what? He already has a plan. The king has a plan for you. That Your life has already been mapped out. Uh, David said, my life was mapped out before I ever lived one day. And so the Bible teaches us, guess what? That we were created in his image after his likeness, Genesis 1 and 26. Not only that, Ephesians 2 and 10 says that God has made us what we are. <laughs> Say, God has made me who I am. God has made us what we are. And in Christ Jesus, the Bible says, God made us a new creation so that we could spend the remainder of our days doing the good works that God had already planned for us to do. There's some good works. Put in the chat, there's some good works. There are some good works that I'm supposed to be doing. There's some good works that you're supposed to be doing. And our life is much easier when we just find out what we're supposed to be doing and when, then we do that. Because when we do that, we're going to lack nothing. When we do that, we're going to find out that it's already stored up for us. When we do that, we're going to find out that there's a grace on our life to already do it. Oh my God, it's the grace life. When we do that, we're not trying to make everything happen by the sweat of our brow. We're not self-made men. We're not trying to pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. We're not trying to work two or three jobs just to make something happen. No, we're actually finding out what God already made happen from the foundations of the world. Come on, class, look at me. God's plans for you is already done. We, we, we got to learn how to walk in his finished work. And so if you get life the way that I'm trying to explain it to you, if you start living life from God's perspective, from his point of view, and not on your own terms, you will live an amazing life because it will be the life that he planned for you to have. Now, warning, say warning. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 24 from the easy to read version. Jesus said to people that wanted to follow him, if any of you want to be my disciple, you must stop thinking about yourself and what you want. Let me say that again. <laughs> Jesus said, hey guys, I know everybody here is new in class. This is new members orientation. But now that you're born again, if you try to hold on to your old life, if you try to say, oh, I'm going to follow Jesus, but I still want to do what I want. Hey, I want to follow Jesus, but I already have plans. I'm not going to mess up my plans. Hey, I want to follow Jesus. But just as long as he doesn't interrupt what I want to do, Jesus said, no, any of you who wants to be my disciple, you must stop thinking about yourself and what you want. You must be willing to carry the cross that is given to you for following me. <gasps> yes, the only way you can find your life is by losing it. But if you try to follow me, Jesus said, holding on to your own life is not going to work. The only way it's going to work is if you give up your life for me and discover the life that I already planned, then you will live an amazing life. And that's the mindset you got to develop. That's the stewardship mindset. Say amen to that. Put in the chat. That's my mindset. You got it? All right. Number three. I know, guys, this is not something that people talk about a lot today. Dying to self, discipleship, all of that. But it's Bible. It's biblical. Number three. God, the king, sent his own son to redeem you or to pay for you with his own blood. Therefore, your life is not your own. Hey guys, look at me, class. I want to teach you something. Now that you're born again, I want to make sure you really understand. The word redemption, to redeem, means to buy it, or more specifically, to buy back, right? And so now, 
uh, when you go and you get a coupon or something, you can go to the store and you can redeem it, right? And, and you know, this ticket is good for one of these. You go and I'm here to redeem this. And because you have the ticket, you redeem it. Jesus redeemed you with his own blood. He paid for you with his own blood. Therefore, your life is not your own. You are. You got to develop a steward mentality. My life can't be about me because he paid for me. He paid for me with his own blood. First Corinthians chapter six and verse 20, the Bible says you were bought, paid for with a price. That price was the blood of his son. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which all belongs to him. So the Bible is saying, hey guys, look at me, class. You were paid for with a price. That price was very high. It was the blood of Jesus, God's own son. Therefore, you should glorify God with your body and your spirit because it belongs to him. Say this, say my body and my spirit belong to him. My life belongs to him. Put in the chat, my life is not my own. Jesus redeemed you. He paid for you. Once you're born again, you belong to him. Now, you you can't you cannot say I'm born again, but my life is about me. You cannot say I'm born again, but I'm going to live, I'm going to continue to to be selfish and and pursue selfish desires. Your life must be about him and what he planned for you from the foundations of the world. Say amen to that. Number four, when you realize that the king, God, owns everything, here's a major point, y'all. Look at me, class. I really need you to get this point. It will free you from materialism. When you realize that he owns everything, it will free you from materialism. Put in the chat, I am free from materialism. Let me explain. When you know that you're just a manager, you're just a steward, the people in the text, they were managers, they were stewards. And because they were just managers and stewards, then the ones with the right attitude said, I'm free to double the money. I can make a lot more money because this money don't even belong to me. And so so watch this, because they were not attached to the money, because they knew that the money didn't even belong to them, they were free to double the money without the money getting, getting a hold of their heart. Because at no point did they think this money belongs to me. And because they didn't think it belonged to them, they were free to double the money. Listen, please get what I'm telling. Oh my God. If you get this, your life will be completely different. They knew that the money was not there. So the money couldn't get to their heads. They were free to make the most of the money or the resources because they knew that they were doing it for the master. So when you know that you're doing what you're doing for the Lord, listen, Isabella and I have a business and I believe that God is going to use this business to do amazing things. But when I grow in this business, because I want another car, I don't, I, I could care less. I would not grow in this business because we got to want a bigger house. We got this house is amazing. I don't know. It doesn't even belong to us. Inspired Solutions belongs to him. And so, so when you know that you're doing something for the Lord, you're not even attached to it. It, it, it doesn't get, listen, if God knows that you can handle material blessings without the material possessions getting a hold of your heart, he says, finally, I have a son. I have a daughter who understands how to be a steward. And if you understand how to be a steward, then yeah, God can give you stuff because he knows that the stuff is not going to have you. And so, so listen, it, I need you to get this point. I, I, I used to work at Worldwide Technology. The owner of Worldwide Technology is David Stewart, pun intended, right? His last name is Stewart. He is a steward. God has made this guy a billionaire. And you know what? He uses what he has for the kingdom. And he's just sowing stuff in the, in the kingdom. And he's making, God is using him to impact so many lives in corporate America and around the world. You know what happens when you prove to God that you can be a good steward? He can give you more because at that point, he knows that the stuff doesn't have you. 
But not only that, 1 Timothy 6 and 17, uh, uh, watch this. He knows that he can give you material possessions because he knows that the things are not going to get you off course. And so, but he can even give you all things richly to enjoy. He can say, okay, now that I know that the things are not going to have you, I can give you things because I want, I can actually give you things for your enjoyment. I can actually give you things that I want you to be happy. I want you to enjoy these things. And as you're enjoying it, I know that the thing is not going to have you. I don't love my car. I enjoy my car. And I actually do really enjoy driving my car, but I don't love it. You know, I I don't have anything that I'm going to place above God. And when you have that mentality, the stewardship mentality, then there's no limit to what God can do for you because you're free from materialism. Put in the chat, I am free from materialism. So if God tells me to give X amount, you have this much money in the bank. Hey, I need you to write this check. We write the check. Isabella and I write. Why? Because there's nothing that we have that has us. When you have stuff and the stuff doesn't have you, you are free. Once you're free from materialism, God can use you mightily for his glory. Say amen to that. Number five, when you realize that God, the king, owns everything, including you, he he owns everything. He even owns me, right? Then you live your life with a purpose, right? What's the purpose? Prior to coming to God, look at me, guys. Hey, class, look at me. Prior to coming to God, you guys lived your life on your own terms. Prior to coming to God, you lived your life for selfish reasons, for selfish desires. Prior to coming to God, your life was all about you. You pursued what you wanted, when you wanted, how you wanted. You had desires and you formulated plans. You put in time, energy, and effort to go after your desires. But now that you're born again, uh uh-uh. The Father is going to reveal to you what was prepared for you. Uh, And so now that he's revealing to you what was prepared for you, you have a choice to make. Hey, guys, look at me, class. Let me be honest about something. Let me be clear about something. I'm honest about all the stuff I said, but let me be clear about something. You have the ability to continue to be selfish, even though you're born again. You're born again, but you still have the ability to live your life on your own terms. You're born again and you're going to heaven, but you still have the ability to say, you know what? I'm born again, but I'm still going to do my own thing. You're born again. You can, you actually, God gives you the right to, to reject him. You're born again and you can say, you know what? I'm not, you can be like the guy with the one talent. Mm, I know that you're, no, no, I'm not going to do nothing for you. You can actually be born again and not want to do anything for God. You can actually be born again and be selfish. But if you do that, you're going to get to heaven only to realize that you wasted the one life that God gave you. Put in the chat, say, that won't be me. That's not going to be me. All right. Number seven, I think I'm almost done. All right. I have eight. So number seven, when you realize that you're merely a steward of the time and the resources that God has given you during the short time that you have on this planet, you want to make the most of every opportunity. Put in the chat, I will make the most of every opportunity. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verses 18 through 20, in the, in the manual, this is what it says. Even so, I've noticed, this is King Solomon speaking, I've noticed one thing at least that's good. It's good for people to eat, to drink, and to enjoy their work under the sun during the short life that God has given them and to accept their lot in life. And it's a good thing to receive wealth from God and the good health to enjoy it, to enjoy your work and to accept your lot in life. This is indeed a gift from God. And God keeps these people like this with this mindset, so busy enjoying life, man, they don't even have time to brood over the past. Listen, you don't have a lot of time on this planet. Your time on this planet is a short time. You only have a short time. This is the short life that God has given us. So the text says, it's a good thing to receive wealth from God and the good health to enjoy it. But your life can't be about that. Your life has to be about purpose. God has given you one one shot at life. 
And so if you live your life on purpose, with a purpose, you will live an amazing life. But if you live your life on your own terms, you're going to be off course. Number eight, last thing for today, I've already given you a lot. When you realize that you're merely a steward, you live your life focused on leaving a legacy and on having eternal impact. See, when you consider everything that you've learned today, class, when you consider everything that all of these points have taught you, your life is not about you. You were redeemed. You were bought with a price. You're merely just a steward. Everything belongs to God. You got to be free from materialism. When you live your life like that, and you know, and you know, okay, this is the mindset. I have the mindset of a steward. Then now, not only will you make the most of the time that you have on this planet, but you're actually going to leave a legacy of righteousness. You're going to have an impact over you, your children, and your children's children. The Bible says that the blessing and the curse passes to the second and third generation. So you will be able to impact you, your immediate family, then your children, and also your children's children. You will have a legacy that outlives you. You will have an eternal return on the investments that God has made on your life because you're not living your life for you. You're living your life for him. And when you live your life for him, not only will the impact that you have on this world resound now, but you're going to have impact in this world and in the world to come. Put that in the chat. I'm going to have an impact in this world and in the world to come. Why? Because I'm not living my life for me. I'm living my life for him. Say amen to that. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, you own everything. The earth is yours and everything in it. I acknowledge that every good and perfect gift comes from you. I'm not a self-made man. You made me, Father, and you sent me to this planet for your purpose. You give me the ability to produce wealth and to do good. And I understand that as a steward, I manage what you have placed under my care. You have given me all things that pertain unto life and godliness. I lack nothing for your purpose. My life is not my own. Jesus redeemed me with his own blood. I am yours, Father, and I live my life for you, for your plans, and for your purposes. I am free from the grip of materialism, and my focus is on you. I'm also filled with a sense of urgency because I need to make the most of the time you've given me. I leave a legacy that honors you, and I make an impact in your kingdom and in the world to come. Living this way, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email. You get all my notes for free. Why would you not sign up? You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, it's Friday morning. I'm releasing you into the weekend. I've been talking to a lot of people uh, about, you know, I get so many testimonies from the books. If you don't have my affirmations books, 150 affirmations for men, 150 affirmations for women, get those. If you don't have my latest book, Grace-Based Success, get that. Listen, get the, the, the content that God has given me to give to you. I believe that this is going to be a blessing to you. Go to rickpina.co and check that out. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing weekend. 
I'll see you on Monday morning. The best is yet to come for you. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material. And there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.